Hello everyone, welcome to Radically Loved Radio. I wanted to create a place where people can go to to get inspired, get motivated, or find some clarity and get tools to create a radically loved life. I will do my best to provide information on a variety of subjects, including yoga, holistic health, life coaching, spirituality, meditation, and overall mindful living. Each episode will bring you some of the world's best spiritual leaders, entrepreneurs, yoga teachers, coaches, along with some of my closest friends, and we will talk about their life experiences and journeys to create something more out of their lives and how they continue to grow to make that happen. Hey guys, Rosie here. I just want to say I am so grateful that you're listening. We are just getting a massive amount of response on this podcast, and I am so grateful that you're a part of this radically loved community, that you're enjoying the content and that you're enjoying all the guests and that you're still here and you're still working on yourself and your journey and your path. And I pray that you've received some tools listening to the guests or listening to any of my ideas or topics on meditation or yoga and how these tools can help you create a life of purpose to continue to help us give you the best content, you can subscribe to this podcast. And most of the time you can just do it from your phone, from iTunes, click subscribe and write a review. This really helps us continue this path and this journey. And we love doing it so much. And again, I'm so grateful that you're here. Let us know what you thought. Thanks for listening. One cup of tea is all it's going to take to completely transform your perception of what premium tea should be. For those of you who are tea lovers like me, I'm so excited to announce my partnership with Rishi Tea for this amazing giveaway. Rishi Tea is going to give away an entire matcha essentials kit. All you have to do is go on Instagram, tag me, Rishi Tea, and the hashtag radically loved Rishi for your chance to win an entire matcha essentials tea set which those of you that know me know that this is like the ultimate gift so for those of you that are interested go on instagram now snap a picture of what your tea ritual looks like and get ready to experience the best tea you've ever tried in your life Rishi tea is my ultimate favorite i cannot wait to share this experience with you Elena Brower is an author, yoga teacher, and speaker. She is influenced by several yoga traditions and is recognized internationally for her expertise in offering practices for approaching our world with realistic reverence. She's the author of Art of Attention, a yoga workbook that has been translated into six languages and the creator of Teach.Yoga. This is a virtual home for yoga teachers worldwide. Currently, she's working on her latest book called Practice You, which will be released this fall. Elena is fortunately one of my mentors and dear friends, and I really look up to her and value her opinion. Her and her husband, James Bernard, are two people that I really, really love um, their approach to life and their approach to their own relationship and how they interact with each other and lately i've been getting a lot of questions regarding relationships and being in a relationship and for people out there trying to find a deep meaningful relationship i just thought it would be a great idea to 
talk to them about a couple of questions that people have asked and just to see what their take is on what is happening in the world today. I feel so privileged to be able to have these types of conversations and share them with you, the listeners, and my students. Uh, I can't wait to hear what you thought about this episode. Please let us know if you have any other questions and I can't wait to hear what you thought. So I'm here with Elena Brower and James, her beautiful, significant other partner, love of her life. Um, he went to go grab tea right now and he's going to join us. Yes, he's, <laughs> he's, join he's us grabbing his tea at the moment. Um, so prior to us beginning, uh, Elena and I were talking about uh, a couple of different topics, but one of the things that I wanted to get her and James's take on is uh, talking about dating in the digital age. So there's 15 million people that are single right now and about 50% of them are looking for serious relationships. And, you know, she's in a serious relationship. I've been in a serious relationship and we have plenty of students out in the world that are trying to date in the digital age. And I get a lot of questions in, in my, you know, personal life about how to find a significant other that's serious and just how to how to find that meaningful, substantial relationship. And uh, in my opinion, I think that a lot of it begins with our relationship to ourselves and our our belief system on on what we're looking for and how we value ourselves. And so I just wanted to talk to Elena and James about you know what they think if if there's such a thing as perfectionism are we looking too hard are we being too picky are there too many options so that's that's what you guys are listening into too picky today. too picky i'm i'm going to say right away too picky and yeah. um you know there every every moment of every day you have an option to either you know embrace what's in front of you or you know, and really to commit yourself to working with it or, uh, you know, getting fickle and, uh, and more picky. And the truth is you're never going to find the perfect partner. What I have standing next to me, you know, we bicker, we laugh, we go back and forth all the time, but the truth is we're both committed to this relationship. We've said it, we've shown it, we've manifested it and now we work on it and there are things that totally annoy us about each other but we love each other so much <laughs> that it doesn't matter and at the end of the day if if one person isn't feeling it on a particular day the other person can kind of wordlessly sense it come through and show up now that is for me perfect I think um when it comes to, and I have a fair number of single friends, both men and women, mm -hmm. and I'm constantly um, amazed, actually, at the quality of the people that I'm looking at who don't uh, have a partner. And I'm not saying that you have to, and I'm not, I don't have a judgment, not even a little bit, but I love to love. And so I'm looking at them and thinking, gosh, you know, I wish, you know, that's my, that's my dear friend, or that's my, you know, great friend. And I wish that I could be somehow in two places at once and be loving them and, you know, rubbing their feet at night for them and showing them what it feels like to have somebody next to you who really cares about you, you know, on a constant basis. Yeah. Um, and that makes me sad. So very often I will go in and help my friends write their profiles on dating sites. And I will, you know, because you can't write your own profile. <laughs> I would never try it ever tell um, me why what I love to do is make sure that because you don't have a vantage point on yourself mm. you barely 
I'm not saying you, Rosie. No, I know. But you person, one, one does not have a vantage point on oneself. One cannot see one's own beauty. It's very challenging. I'm, I'm literally in the middle of designing a course that I hope many thousands of people, millions of people will someday take over time that actually gives us the simplest practices and directives to generate a feeling of loving oneself, like concretely and actually. And um, I, I think that that's great work to do. Nobody can. And so that's why it's important to have someone else. If you are on a dating site, which by the way, I totally recommend because many of my friends have had great success mm -hmm. there. Make sure that somebody who really loves you and really gets you writes your profile and chooses your picture. I recently did that from my friend, uh, David. <clears throat> um, and he called it right out. He said, you know, write my profile. I trust you. I like how you see me. Um, so yeah, I, I wrote the whole thing in his profile. He wrote, I don't want to write my own profile. Here's what, you know, some, some friends of mine think, even though it was all me. Um, and it was really beautiful. I remember I, I just thought of what he had to offer and, um, what I valued in him that I thought somebody else would value. And he got an awesome woman. I think the key is... He did? Yeah. He wow. Got, he got an incredible woman. But one of the reasons that I think I was able to do it is um, he didn't want a woman for a long time. And I was always like, why don't you have an awesome woman? Like, I can see her standing next to you. Like, why isn't she there yet? And then at some point, he was ready. Um, and as soon as he was ready, it was it was... He sort of started broadcasting um, something that other people picked up. And I do think a lot of men, they're just simply not there. You know, they're, for whatever reason, um, I have a lot of judgments about the male population as a whole. Mm. Um, and I do work trying to, to help that. Like, I'm involved in men's work. But yeah. there, there is, um, yeah, there's, there are issues on the male side. You know, Richard Rohr, I think, would be a really good resource for the men who are listening and for the women <clears throat> who are listening to direct your men towards something incredibly helpful, useful, and relevant, and also very, very accessible. Mm -hmm. Richard Rohr, R-O-H-R, was interviewed by Krista Tippett on On Being on her podcast, mm -hmm. and it's an epic, life-changing listen. I was just uh, I'm sharing it with everyone that I possibly can, but he talks about how he uh, is a Franciscan friar, but incredible presence, very comforting, just the most delightful to listen to. And he was talking about how he works. He worked in jails for many, many years. He said there is not one man in jail who had a good father. Mm, that's sad. He said that when a man does not have an older man, an elder, to validate him, it's very difficult for that man to stop sabotaging himself. And so I feel, like, you know, and this is also women too, I'm sorry to say, you know, if they didn't have a really great woman to validate them and tell them how, you know, worthy and, um, and beautiful even they were as kids, they grow up really not having a sense of, of self that is whole and, and full and capable. And so Richard Rohr on the men's side, he goes in and works with these men to help them find the father figure within themselves mm. and be vulnerable enough to locate the sad that that has generated, that loss, that lack, that hole, 
has generated. Yeah. And then <clears throat> I think, I, you know, when I thought about it, I've been listening to this podcast now for the third time, you know, alongside friends and sharing thoughts about it. And I think that that's the work that I'm doing with women. I think that I'm, I'm out to get women to feel their own capacity to mother themselves and to take care of themselves and love themselves so fully that they, that they don't need another person's love. But when it comes, they will recognize it and they will be able to hold hands with that love and really use it for, um, you know, enhancing the world as a whole. It's so true. I'm curious as though what James was talking about, the sort of juxtaposition of how men and women view this particular topic, you know, that just going back to the whole dating online, I get the split difference between women who are really uh, into it and, and they're, they're going to do the work. And maybe even after listening to the suggestion of having somebody else write their profile, maybe they're willing to do it. But then on the other hand, there are others that think that maybe the online dating uh, has turned the vocabulary to sexual. And I, I, I'm thinking about that as we're talking about this, you know, like basically turning the conversation into, you know, um, a different type of process and, and maybe particularly for men, it's become something that's, that becomes sexual quite quickly, right? They, they turn uh, the, the whole process into a, a virtual object that can, uh, they can get a plethora of requests and, and sort of just to appease that part of themselves for validation perhaps. And it's taking the the substance out of finding somebody they can truly connect with what do you guys think about that um i think too much choice is a problem Mm -hmm. there there it used to be you know the girl next door that was your girl you you dream about her you fantasize or you create something um you know you create a whole world inside an oyster shell um and there, there's a study, I'm, I'm in marketing and advertising, and I forget if it's eight or 12, but there's a number of cell addressings that if you put people, if you give people more than, I think it's 12, 12 options, <clears throat> they're just overwhelmed. Mm. So they become dissatisfied with too many choices. And in the, in the dating world, I was online for a minute. Um, and I really didn't like it. Um, the things that I didn't like about it were people were untrue in their <clears throat> pictures of themselves, um, where if you're selling a product, be truthful about the product that you're selling, <laughs> even if it's yourself. You know, just be accurate, because it doesn't help to, to waste people's time. Yeah. Um, and I don't say that in a judgmental way. I just say that in an honest way. Um, and... Yeah, just the no, the number of choices is is I think works against people because how are you really supposed to build up a <clears throat> a lot of love happens within yourself. So how are you supposed to build up like a true fantasy about somebody if there's just so much out there? There are things about Elena that I mean they're they're not ideal, but you work with them, you know. And and there's a lot there that's awesome, but there. are things that truthfully if I could change I would change um 
but you work through them. You know, it's like, <laughs> it's like you're found stuff like Come that. On. You know, I like, love it. I love it. It's true though. Like, like it. it's found mouth. It's something that you know. It's like, what the fuck are you talking yeah, about? Maybe it's, <laughs> it's, it's not sexy. And every time I bring it up, it, it, it's sort of we, it's not an argument, but we do have to have a little bit of a clearing about that because it does affect me. Um, I actually haven't been cursing so much lately. Not so much. Not so much. You have been better. Yeah. But, um, you know, it, 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 my point is in everybody, even in the ideal lover, which I believe I have, even there, there are things that if I were to get hung up, I'd be like, oh, God, you know, this, that, the, she leaves the stuff out on the counter, you know, whatever it is. Um, but there's also beauty in that. There's beauty in working through it. Yeah. There's beauty in saying, this is my woman. This is the only one for me. I don't have eyes for other, for others. I have exactly what I'm looking for. Mm. Um, and I think that takes a certain amount of confidence, a certain amount of composure, and a certain amount of belief in myself, like that I have made the right choice, that that, you know, that woman I saw walking down the sidewalk that I went up to and spoke to, that I knew that was my woman. <clears throat> um, and I really believe that. Mm. And... Yeah, I, I think that takes confidence and work on myself um, that a lot of people maybe aren't willing to do. Yeah, well, I mm. think both of you are so conscious and, and such present individuals that I think even though, yeah, we're all human and we all have our things, you know, with, with Tori and I have been together for 14 years. Like, we have those same exact things. There are things that... I really love about him. There are things that I could totally change and not miss them at, at all, you know, but, but it's, I think part of what you're saying, what both of you are saying is just being able to be present with yourself. And, and it's really about your own value and communication and having that clear communication. And James, what you're saying about creating a, a very clear uh, uh, image of, of who you are so that as to not waste your own time and anybody else's time is is really about knowing who you are and, and what you're wanting to create, right? Mm, yeah, I think that's true. <clears throat> I think one other big issue right now um, that's a behind-the-scenes player um, is porn. You know, I think it, I think it, I mean, I have my opinions about it and a lot of men might not agree, but I really believe it sort of undermines the sanctity of a woman to look at porn. And if you spend time watching sort of, let's say men and women in that state, Mm -hmm. it really just sends some very mixed messages about what it is to be a lover Mm -hmm. and where you put your energy. And if you're, if a man is spending his time, uh, or let's just say wasting his energy, mm-hmm. whether or not he's ejaculating or if he's just sort of looking, you know, spending his, his life force in that direction, um, that's energy that really can and I believe should go directly to um, his lover. And it, it's, it's like a, a, a river that gets diverted. So I think a lot of men are walking around with a very depleted life force and the energy that should be coming right into the love and appreciation of their woman sort of being... Or man. Or man, sorry. Is being, uh, yeah, is is sort of everything 
being deflated in the direction of a computer screen. And diluted. And diluted. Yeah, that's and yeah. I, I think that that just coincides with this this idea of having so many options. It's the same exact thing, don't you think? It's like you're wasting you're wasting energy waiting to swipe on the best possible op- option, right? Elena, it goes back to what you were talking about, like being picky, right? I mean, it's true. It's the same thing, I think. I think it's totally the same I, thing. I, I firmly believe, and I've seen it happen many, many times, that if we, men or women, straight or gay, if you write down exactly who your person is, uh, if you put your energy in that direction you will be able to recognize that person when they cross your path. And James was that person. And, you know, two weeks, I had met James uh, at some point, six months prior to breaking up with my previous boyfriend, who is now a great friend. And we had a great lunch. We had a great time. He wrote to me after the lunch, and he said, please don't contact me unless you're single. (laughs) Um, Which I thought was so sexy and fantastic <laughs> but I didn't and expected it because I had no intention of leaving my man at the time right what I actually said was you're you're an ocean of energy I don't want to drown only contact me if you're single mm. yeah I was very clear I really oh. understood mm. Mm. yeah sometimes you get hit with lightning it's like wow I could do some amazing things with that person in my life mm. but anyway sorry I interrupted you no it's okay it was very poetic what you said mm. um so when I did finally, when, when my boyfriend and I broke up a few months later, it was, it was a couple weeks before I thought to contact James when I recorded into a voice memo a thank you note to my future man. Mm. And it started, dear my man, thank you for being so present. Thank you for not needing drugs to feel whole. Thank you for loving my boy, thank you for loving my body and my face and my parents and my ex-husband and his new wife, and thank you for taking such good care of me. And it it was a long two-minute, absolutely beautiful. By the end Mm. of it, I was crying. So beautiful. And two weeks later, I realized that I needed to contact James because I was single (laughs) again, and I I should get in touch with him. We'd had such a nice lunch. And I firmly believe that if you sort of, it's, sort of like not having a TV and um, committing to your spiritual practice or your yoga practice. You know, mm-hmm. if you don't have a TV around, you're much more likely to do the things that actually matter to you. You're reading your books, you're studying, you're listening to your children, you're playing games, you're playing music, you're dancing, you're practicing, whatever it is that you practice. Um, and in so many ways, when there's when there are distractions around, you can't, you can't even be expected to do that. And I'm not judging online dating. As I said earlier, I've actually had a lot of friends who do, who, who've done super well and yeah. met the most beautiful people. But there's something in me that says to say that if you focus on exactly who you are meant, the, the person with whom you are meant to be, you focus on that so intently and you Go places where that person would be. And you set yourself up to be in situations where you might meet that person, a friend of your friends or so forth. You know, narrow the pool, interestingly, and you are most likely to find that person 
when you're focused on the qualities and and clearly. And I, I do believe that you, let's say, manifesting. I almost feel like I was invented, like that, that you manifested me. Um, the everything, all the energy that you, you put into writing that. Um, it's almost like a job brief. Um, I feel like I heard it. Like you put it out into the ether, almost like the way that you know, there's a um, a cartoon character. That, like when they smell something and they sort of drift off the ground. <laughs> I almost yeah. feel like I, heard, like I heard that and uh, was drawn into it. And then when you realized, let's say that I was the one, and you played me that. Um, that message, I mean, first of all, I just broke down. It was so beautiful, mm-hmm. so vulnerable. Um, and she, you had so much faith in the process. I mean, just sitting on the back of a toilet in the dark and, you know, in, in the dark writing uh, to your future man. Um, talking to my future talking man. Talking to him. And there I am in such a short amount of time later. I mean, hearing it, it really was like a job description. When I heard that, I knew what your priorities were, and I knew what I had to do to really make you happy. Like, I, I understood that your child's really important to you, that your parents are really important to you, that me uh, being sensitive to your vulnerabilities as to how you look is really important to you, if you, you know, whatever it is. Um, so I really believe in that. I think we can manifest anything if we design it properly. So decide what you want and... Mm-hmm. It's there. It's really just a question of, um, yeah, t- picking the right door. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I believe that all the possibilities are right there in front of us. If we know what we want, we can find it. Recognize it. Yeah. yeah. We're all intuitive. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I, I agree with everything that you guys are saying. And I, and I think there's definitely something to be said when you're very intentional and methodical about what you're wanting to bring in. And, and I love that you said that, Elena, that you, you, you recorded this voice note or you write a list. I mean, I work with so many people too that I'm like, write a list. What does this person look like? What do they sound like? Exactly what are the qualities that mm-hmm. they're going to bring mm-hmm. in that they're going to have? Mm-hmm. One of the things that I feel uh, is kind of important to note too is, is that it takes – time. Sometimes it happens quickly, but sometimes it takes time. And I think that we're in such a digital age now or such an age where everything's so, you know, a quick base, everything's instant gratification. How do you guys think that this, this quick pace compares to that of forming a romantic relationship and or intimacy? I think it matters that you purposely slow things down. I know that James and I actually if you're listening and you're feeling that sort of pressure, James and I decided very, you know, in the first week we were like, all right, we're not going to have sex for six weeks. We're just going to see. And that was based on a piece of advice that I had received years prior that I hadn't heeded from Lauren Zander. Mm. Um, I hadn't listened to it the first time she said it to me. Um, but she gave it to me and it sort of stuck with me. And then when James came into my life and then he actually was the one who brought it up first, right? Yeah. You were the one I who said, like, let's, let's, no, just, no. let's just get to know each other. Like, yeah. let's, let's take some time. We have a lifetime to have sex together. Like, let's just, yeah, let's get to know it. Let's enjoy this moment. Um, and, and we also, did. There's a lot of, I, I respect my woman. I want my woman to respect herself. Like 
just to give you um, yeah, it, it releases some of the power and the excitement involved in a courtship, even though we moved into we, did. <laughs> we literally did. We did. And then we didn't sleep together for six weeks. It was the cutest thing ever. <laughs> we would lay next to each other and hold hands in bed. And we'd be like, God, we can't wait. And then there's that whole thing like, oh, my God, is this? Is it going to suck? You know? You know, like, what what if it sucks? I know. Then you guys, now you guys live together. And it's like, oh, great. There you, you go. Know, even, if it, even if it sucks, if you really love the person and if you respect them, you work through that too. You know, it's yeah. sort of figure it out well I think I think that that's that's totally a question too of this like idea of self-sabotage because I've also worked with people and met people that everything is perfect this is the perfect mate they're they're loving they're kind they're caring they care and it's like the one thing that they're going to focus on oh this isn't the right person because the sex sucks do you know what I mean Mm. so I think sex is hard no go ahead it takes a lot of confidence Sex is the is a it's a tricky area. It's confidence and communication, though. Yeah. You have to be able to really talk about it. In what and, in and what way? I think people who I would say people who say the sex sucks, they feel like they might be somehow responsible for it. Uh-huh. You know, there's like a feedback loop in sex, and um, each person is half of it, but each person is really all of it, also. So you you have to go in with a lot of confidence mm-hmm. and. Um, if, if if your house is in order, meaning if you've done the work on yourself, chances are um, it, 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 you're going to have good sex no, kind of no matter who you're with. Mm-hmm. All right. So so it's just true. to just to you know give give some people those those people listening that are asking about dating in the digital age and forming really meaningful, deep relationships with people out there. In short, what, what is your guys' advice to these people? What, what do they need to do first? I, I have one piece that I think is good, which is have faith in the process. Don't assume that every guy out there, don't, don't, judge people it's a judgmental process like you're constantly saying this one's better than that one this one could work you're summing people up based upon a resume remember that every single person out there and this is more for men than women is a human being with potential and don't just say oh he looks arrogant or oh you just don't know so you have to believe that um there's a huge number of people online and your man is there. Like, just have faith in it. Or your woman is there. Or your woman is there, sorry. Or your man is there. Or your man is there. <laughs> so they're there. So that would be, that would be because it's easy to become jaded. Yeah. You know, you, you go on four dates and you think, you know, oh, there's nothing there. So faith in the process. Um, I think the second is to really limit your exposure to porn. Hmm. I'm, and I really mean this because I do think it dilutes and takes you away from the matter at hand, the person at hand, even from yourself and, um, focus on your capacity to generate, uh, vibration and resonance within yourself. That means be the partner you always wanted, 
treat yourself in your space, place your things, care for your space, keep your bathroom trash bin clean, keep your toilet clean, do the things that you would want a partner to do for you, the little mundane quotidian things. And that will actually generate a uh, kind of an energy around you that you are ready and you are the partner that someone else might be seeking. Then I would say, thirdly, Love yourself so much that you don't even need another person. Mm, that's beautiful. I like that. Mm. And then another person, the right person particularly, will be able to smell the way in which you love and respect yourself and want to know more. Mm. Mm, I, I think that. that's really important. I love Anything that. else? James. No, I like that. Just the idea that, that if, if you have it all together... Um, it's e easy for somebody to see themselves sort of walking in that park. Walking with you. Mm -hmm. mm. Yeah. I like that. Yeah, me too. Okay. Me too. I'm, I'm sure that we're forgetting something. But... Oh, probably something huge. Oh, I'm like, sure. What? I mean, we can have oh, literally don't, like don't, an... Don't right Uh-oh. No, don't have sex right now. Number four. Oh, don't have sex right now? Right no, away. don't have sex right away. Oh, right away. Like, seriously, if you really like somebody, point blank say... We're not having sex right away. You know? When James, James was the one who said that to me. Yeah, but guys. it's hard. Like, you, you can't, like, up and say that on your first date. But you did. No, but that, that was different. That wasn't, a, that wasn't an interview. That was me, like, literally seeing you on the street, not knowing who you are. You know, it wasn't like, a, it's, it's almost when, you, when you're online dating, um, it's almost like an interview. I see what you're like, saying. Like, what's your SAT score? Like, yeah, where do yeah. you stand? I see. I don't know. I would come out uh, knowing what I know now. If I was having to date again online, I would come out and say it straight away. I would say I'm not having sex with you for at least six to whatever, 12 weeks. Mm -hmm. And we're going to get to know each other as, you know, dear friends, mm. you know, as partners. Mm -hmm. I can see that. I can see that intimidating somebody. Yeah. But you're, you I don't are even care. You, yeah, you are who you are. You know so. what I mean? If, they, if they're intimidated, that means they're not the right uh, you know, it's not a fit and that's yeah. fine too. Mm -hmm. Well, it's interesting be because I know people that, you know, I think that one has to know that for themselves, which one it is, you know, and really be true to have integrity in that, you know, if it's six weeks, if it's four months, if it's two weeks, whatever it is, I think that it's, it's to each individual and where they hold their own value and their own standards. Right. Mm -hmm. I think what Elena's saying, though, is don't give yourself away. Yeah. Respect yourself. Have, have a boundary. Um, enforce your boundary. And don't let other people dictate, uh, you know, where, where your fence is. Just mm. know it ahead of time. And well, communicate it. And when you did that, when you, you were the one who said that, you were like, you know what, I don't think we should do this for a number of weeks. And all of a sudden it, it jogged my memory from what Lauren had said. And I was like, oh, I totally get this. Okay. <laughs> It all of a sudden, you know, I was about to just give it all away, I assure you. And um, <laughs> just to be perfectly honest. And I all of a sudden developed this other sense of myself. Mm. You know, he really gave me such a gift in saying that because I, I understood then what he means when he says, don't give yourself away. And um, I, I gained a new found respect that really changed my life in that moment. Mm -hmm. 
what is, uh, what is, what is the best moment in your relationship so far? I want you guys to both answer that. Wow. That would be hard. They're all good. They really, there's so many places. Oh my God. So many things. I've changed so much. I'm a totally different person than I was when I first met you. So am I. Um, We've weathered a lot. We're weathering a lot now, you know, in our uh, family. Yeah. There's, it's kind of, you know, like when you, when I look up at the stars and I just think, wow, this is perfect. It's beautiful. Um, there's something about our relationship that seems really, really old and very consistent. So it's not like, you know, the, the, the wave of the winter, if you're a surfer, like, oh, that wave was so good. You know, it's, it's, it's been a very consistent ride, and the tide seems to be rising in a sense, so it's only getting mm-hmm. better. Mm-hmm. But I don't really have high points with you, um, and I don't really have low points either. Like, there no. weren't, there's never been like, oh, I'm out of here, or, yeah. no, it's been pretty, I can't think of a high point. I guess I, New I'm, Zealand is pretty great. Yeah, I was picturing that, that um, there was a beach in New Zealand that yeah, we went to, that. White's Beach, where we, we, Jonah and James and I got totally naked and we're just prancing around in this enormous cave on black sand with this Nobody big there. roiling sea and there's no one there. For miles. Miles, miles, miles. And it was a hike of like an hour and a half to get down there. And that would be a moment because we were, it was like the cave people, you know, we yeah, just was, were out of time. It was, it was like going back in time. Throwing mud at each other, rolling around in the sand, going in and out of this huge, huge cave, freezing cold, water dripping, you know, just out of, out of this world. Out of this world. Yeah, that was like another planet. And but, we had this hug, I remember, the hug. And also that, that was... If you think about it, that, that it took a lot of work on our part to get there. <laughs> to get to that you know, moment, and yeah. Both physically and emotionally. For and, sure. you know, you're going to travel all that way, take off time from work. Like, there are just a lot of uh, barriers of entry to get to that high point. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that I know that's more of a physical answer mm-hmm. rather than a, a, you know, a real... No, uh, an emotional I, I think it's, I think it's just, there. it's an, ex- actually it's an experience, which I feel like se- speaks more louder than words do, you know? Um, I think that's, that's, that's important to not even, it's not even, the question's not even necessarily about high points. I think it's just a, a sort of a benchmark to moments and experiences that you can really cherish the partnership and mm-hmm. and the value of the relationship and and the value that you guys have for each other i think it speaks volumes on both of you and and the work that you've both done to have such a deep meaningful conscious loving relationship and and i think it's important for us to have those models you know because there there aren't and i think that that's kind of the whole point and and why i I've, i'm actually so grateful to be talking to you guys about this because i think that people need to see that you know and people need to hear that it's not easy that it's work but those moments are there and and it's possible and it's something that we can really aspire for and look forward to mm, it's true except when i curse <laughs> of course. So what? So I one more thing I'll, I'll ask you guys. Have you, if it's something that you can answer quite quickly, have you guys ever changed anything for your partner? One thing that you can think of. 
I have oh, already, God, yeah. for sure. Oh, man, yeah. I actually have, I'm, I'm really, I swear to you, not cursing nearly as much as I used to mm. when we first started. And he still points it out, and it still annoys me when he points it out because <laughs> it, like, puts more attention on it rather than just leave it alone. It's going to dissolve. Um, but now I, I, think, I think I do it just to piss him off sometimes. <laughs> Because I don't even need to do it anymore. I don't do it in my teaching anymore. I don't do it in when I lecture online anymore, you know. Mm. I just, it's pretty much gone. But uh, when I get worked up, for sure, they start flying out of my mouth. Yeah. So it's such an old habit. Yeah, there are so many things that changed. I mean, everything from the stubbornness of not wanting to go to a doctor to get my blood work done to leaving the closet light on. To, you know, there are just so many little things that... Um, but whenever I take, let's say, I don't want to call it criticism, I'll call it feedback. When I take feedback, uh, I know that Elena has my best interest at heart. And it's not that it's an idiosyncrasy within her. It's that there's really something that she's looking um, for me to improve on. Yeah. And, and same I'm, for me. Same yeah, and me. I respect that. Like, it's, this woman is, is looking to help me. She's not looking to tear me down. No. Yeah. Um, and there's trust in that. So being that I know who she is and I know what her goal is and I know that she's not looking to undermine me and it's not an attack. Um, and it, it, it allows me to step outside myself and say either, you know, this is an emotion or a behavior that it would be great to change. Um, yeah, I do it. And there are times when her uh, feedback is, is, I think, too hard or doesn't fully uh, appreciate the sensitivity that I'm feeling towards something. And I'll usually call her out on that. I'll say, hey, you could have said that better or this hurt my feelings when you said that. Um, but being open and not allowing feelings to, to fester, I think, is really important. Mm -hmm. um, but, yeah, the number of things that I've changed are I'm, I'm a different person, actually. Wow. And actually, I think there's a lot of things that are better. Yeah, there's a lot of things that are better about both of us, too. I have, um, I have a few things I'm thinking of that I used to do that I don't do anymore that really have enhanced our life together. Um, mm. From smoking pot. Smoking pot. <laughs> I, no really, I really didn't like that at all. <laughs> Um, all the way to keeping stuff off the counter, except for my green powder, yeah, yeah. which is now on the counter. Sorry <laughs> about that. But, but you know, simplifying the house, you know, not sort of letting things get collected in any place. There are little things that actually have seriously enhanced my life that came from James that, you know, I would say for practical purposes, if you're listening to this, be open. Don't take feedback as criticism take it as feedback you know be there for your for your person and make sure that you are aware that that person really is trying to help you unless they're not in which case you know you're not in the right place but if that person is really after your own best interests and, and knows what you would like to accomplish in the world and is helping you to uh, release some habit that is keeping you from accomplishing that mission Take it as feedback, say thank you, and put it into work already, you know? Stop yeah. resisting. Mm -hmm. It's such a waste of energy to resist it. And, um, and, you know, help each other. Help each other along. What do we have? We have 20, 30, 40, 50 years at the most. Help each other. Mm. Help yeah. each other. Oh, I love that. So I'll ask you both the final question. And, I, again, like, I am so grateful for both of you for – 
having this conversation with me because I think it's definitely an important one that needs to be had. So, um, okay, so final question. Um, Elena, I think I've asked you this before, but so Radically Loved is this uh, forum that I created. It's it's a collective, it's, it's information, it's a community that uh, believes that we are all supported by God, source, whatever higher power of your understanding. We are radically loved. The universe is conspiring for you, not against you. So the question for both of you is in two different parts. So the first one is, how do you feel radically loved? And then what do you radically love? Hmm. Hmm. I'm going to go a little woo-woo here. Go for it, brother. Uh, I believe I believe that uh, I've lost friends and I lost my dad and I've lost a lot of people um, close to me and my relationship with my dad wasn't great when he was on Earth. It's a lot, lot better now. Um, I I totally believe that. I I think that uh, my guides conspire to help me. Um, I talk to them often. I thank them. Um, and I really asked them, you know, you put me on the path, show me the way, help me, help me understand this. And in talking to them, uh, I think I spend a lot of time also talking to myself, but I get a lot of clarity through that. So I do 100% believe that um, the, the universe is there. I remember meeting Elena and just seeing how she worked and I could see like this invisible web um, to connection and just when she put her energy in a direction, I saw a, a, a real result. It was almost if she'd push, uh, you know, pu- push the blanket over here and it would move over there. Um, yeah, I, I really believe that you are loved and that uh, faith in that certainly will help um, mm. you attract the right person. Yeah. And what do you I don't know if I could love? add to that. Oh, what do I radically love? Yeah. You know, it's going to sound super cheesy. Sorry about this, but I'm, I'm really working on it. Um, I'm learning to love myself and spend a lot of time down, let's just say codependent, um, hard on myself, very, very hard on myself. And, you know, yesterday I, 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 I missed my subway stop. And I could have said, oh, what an idiot. <laughs> like, oh, you know, I was just like, yeah, give yourself a break. Come on. Put your sister on an airplane this morning. Like, I did so many things. My mind was in a lot of different directions. Um, so, yeah, going easy on myself, loving myself. Mm. Um, and I think in taking care of me, which is my house, it opens me up to help others. Um, so, yeah, that would be the – and, of course, I love my girl and – kids and you know there, there are many things that uh i love i love dearly but yeah the, the the number one priority right now even though it sounds selfish is me just the way when you get on the on the airplane they say you know in loss of cabin pressure the, the masks will drop and i always think you know oh god don't put it on you first put it on the kid first but no you got to put it on you first you can't take care of the kid if you're knocked out and right. and, and you really have to you got to think about that. You got to you. You have to be uh, your own number one, mm. and then everything will flow from that. Mm. And it goes back to those insecurities of. There are a lot of things we touched on today in this conversation that I think 
you got to look at yourself, you know, in, in the Lawrence Anderson sense, like it starts yeah. with you. Yeah. yeah. Maybe um, it's you. Maybe it's maybe you. Maybe it's you. Yeah. Maybe it's you. You got to get Lauren Zander on the show. She's yeah. uh, She's been on. She's awesome. Elena. Oh, yeah, she's oh, been. Check how do I not know I had that? her on. I had her on a couple of weeks ago when her book Send came out. Send me the out. link. I will. Uh, Love her. Yeah. She's a good lady. She's done so much for our family. I can't even tell you. Like so much of the, of the confidence and the clarity mm. that comes out of this house is a result of her, mm. her work. One hundred percent. She is on top of things with us for us. As us, I can't even begin to tell you. I feel so thankful to know her in the flesh, too. Yeah. You know, she's such yeah. a, a real um, fountain. This is going to be a, a, yeah, giving a Handel group collective here. She's recruited <laughs> all of us. Um, Elena. You know what the truth is? She never, she never even needed to recruit me because the minute she started talking uh, uh, to me and offering me the insight into what she was seeing in me, I was done because nobody had given me that honest of an, of an evaluation or that, that relevant uh, um, a, a bit of help ever. Wow. And the truth is what she's offering to the world in terms of the work that she, she does is so honest and so raw. And if you take it and you run with it and you do the homework, you will be healed. It's mm. true. It's mm. just what's true. You will be able to see things differently. You will be able to move energy differently. You will be able to help people in your family differently. Um, and it's a, it's, a very, uh, it's a very clear path, I feel. And I, I think if we're talking about resources, the only other one that hasn't been mentioned but that I think is very, very important, particularly for men, is The Way of the Superior Man by David Data. Yeah. That's a real yeah. roadmap for... Um, and dear, dear lover dear too lover is the one for the women. Woman. Yeah, um, but it's awesome, awesome. <clears throat> yeah, short, easy to read. Totally. Mm. Oh, and then for the for the women, if you really want to go there, this is deep, and I'm going to do a course on this. Uh, there's a book called The Path of the Empress mm. by Christine Lee Li, and um, stunning, mm. stunning book, and very, very helpful for women to learn how to really respect themselves. I'll put the link uh, on those books that you guys mentioned on the show notes for this show so people could just click on the links and, and go straight to them. Elena, what do you radically love? I radically love this man next to me who showed me how to love myself. I radically love my kid. I radically love my work. And I radically <laughs> love my team. Nice. Oh, my God. I love what I'm doing right now. I can't even begin to tell you. And my, by my team, I don't mean I have a team of, like, assistants. I'm a one-woman <laughs> show. I love my doTERRA team. My yes. doTERRA team, to me, is fulfilling me in ways I could have never dreamed of. It surprises me every single day. Mm. And, uh, and it, feeds, it feeds my love in this house. You know, it keeps me so um, grounded and steady for my family. I'm home. Mm. I'm home. Uh, I just want to add that I'm part of that team, so I'm just going to give myself a shameless plug what? right here. Um, yes. Yes. <laughs> James is like, yes. yeah. You have to. You have to. Um, so if no, for, for – I know. For people listening, oh, um, where can they go for more information on 
you or both of you, I don't know if you guys are doing any work together. I believe I did see maybe something that was coming up, but I'll let you let everyone know. Well, there's a couple of things. I'll, I'll give you James's website. He's okay. a very gifted um, creative director. And his website is Bernard Creative. And the spelling is B-E-N-A-R-D. So it's not Bernard. It's Bernard Creative. It's, a, it's like a French spelling. Um, BernardCreative.com. My website is just my name, elenabrower.com. But we are in January of 2018 doing a retreat together. The first of its kind is called Deep Innocence. And um, we're going to be teaching together in a beautiful location in Puerto Rico. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Yoga every morning. Contemplations and meditation every afternoon. A very, very rational schedule. Really good food at a really beautiful hotel. And if you're listening to this, I recommend you line up your parents, your sitter, whoever you got. And make a plan and get your flights and get down there because you are going to leave that retreat. If you are a couple, and any all couples, we're going to take you. If you are a couple, you're going to leave that retreat with a very fresh respect and love for each other. Mm. Or oh, maybe you... Okay. <laughs> no. Or no. maybe what? Oh, no. <laughs> you know, it's like people come with problems, you know? People, yeah. It's... it's it's perfect. You break up. It's possible. You're right. You're right. You're if, totally let's put right. it this no, way. If they right. are going to show up, if they are going to show up and there is a breakup that is required, we are going to work it out so that it is the most I, elegant ever. I, I guess my point is <laughs> it's not only for perfect couples. Like if you're coming there and you have work to do, by all means, bring it. Um, it it's not a <clears throat> it's not all just a walk in the park. It, it's a place to really um, do some work. Do heavy lifting, mm-hmm. so I don't shy away from that at all. I, I uh, we had a couple that was in rough tra- rough shape that showed up in Greece, yeah, and um, they walked away uh, 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 in in a much better place. But there was a real talk about should they go forward or not, yeah. And I think that honest assessment of, you know, you guys can call it quits. I think that was really what helped them. Um, understand that they had something beautiful yeah <clears throat> um, yeah oh thank you guys so my i love that we had this conversation i'm so grateful for both of you james thank you so much for being a part of this elena i love you so much uh i'm so grateful for you both and um this was such an incredible conversation and I know it's not the first and it's not going to be the last. Um, so thank you both so no, much. For sure not. Love you, Rosie. Yeah, thank you for the work you're doing in the world. Oh, yes. I appreciate it. Yes. yes, James. You guys are amazing. Hey, everyone. I hope you enjoyed this episode. I am so excited to continue to do this. Please share this with your friends. Email us. Message us on Instagram at Rosie Acosta or on Twitter at Rosie Acosta. Subscribe on iTunes. Write a review. We love doing this. So please help us continue to keep this podcast going. Thanks for listening.